Right. Okay. So welcome, Shannon, to um, to our podcast uh, about the future of work. Really excited to have you here. Um, so it'd be really interesting for our audience to kind of hear about you, what, where you've just where you've just come from. I know you've just graduated from the University of Bath. So why don't you fill in fill in the gaps and just let me know like who you are and and what you've just been doing for the last few years. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm a recent sports management graduate from the University of Bath. I got a first class and right now as well, I'm currently working as a equality, diversity and inclusion consultant for British surfing. Um, as well as that, right now, I'm also launching a podcast as well called like The Mindful Student. And I'm working on a few other projects right now as well. And the goal is in like a couple months is to like go traveling as well and work remotely during that time. But during my time at university, I had a few jobs. Like I also became a yoga teacher during my time at university. So that meant in my final year, I could teach yoga and meditation. I did a placement year at London Sport. So I worked as a project support intern. So my jobs really varied throughout that placement year. I did a little bit of work for the CEO as like the personal assistant. I also did a lot of digital marketing work and I also worked in a collaborative working space, so in events. So yeah, quite quite a broad background. Okay, amazing, amazing. And what I, like we've had a couple of conversations before and I know, you know, what I what really struck me is that, you know, as a young person sort of like just entering into the world of work, you know, you've got some, You've got some great ideas that you you seem to be following a path where you're looking to create a really good balance between home life and professional life and like your your head and your heart kind of thing that is very very important to you to to get a good balance yeah. and I like the when we've had our conversations before about you know doing your your yoga teaching and like meditation and like the the ongoing sort of like idea of going traveling do you think any of that was sparked also from I, it just sort of came to me the other day when I was thinking about having a conversation with you doing this about uh, do any of these steps like happen you know because after COVID or like through COVID did, did things like change for you the way that you looked at the world? Yeah 100% it all started during the pandemic and had I been potentially like um, like a normal student like you know did the normal path of just going straight through I probably wouldn't have had the time to actually stop and reflect and go inwards and realise what I want and not just go along with like maybe what societal conditioning is, which is there's nothing wrong with that, but just going straight into a grad job like nine to five and just following like a normal path. But instead, during that time during the pandemic, when I couldn't see my friends, when I wasn't attending lectures, I had a lot of time by myself and to really make the most out of that time I adopted like a consistent meditation practice and I decided to use that time to like develop habits which were going to like benefit me during the pandemic but then also coming out of the pandemic I was in a lot stronger place because I spent that time to develop those habits if that makes sense and like during that time almost like organically without me trying I sort of carved out this path for myself and just realized what it what what I want the sort of people I want to surround myself with what's important to me okay great definitely I did impact that yeah 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 and I know that we've we've shared that sort of conversation as well before that you know also for me it kind of gave me a 
a really good chunk of time to kind of reflect inward and think what am I doing (laughs) and I really I really need to sort out those like nuts and bolts in me and those bits that don't marry up in order so that when we come out of this then I can kind of go back also to my you know working life and hopefully be a lot more um you know kind of balanced um as well so that that was a really good point and so if we're thinking about the world of work and obviously Mm. that that has made that has made a big impact on you and when you think about a job and the kind of jobs or things that you'd like to be doing how like what kind of things are you interested in like you said that you'd said before that you know going down the normal route so maybe you know five years ago when a graduate was 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 leaving university they might then just apply for you know 10,000 jobs and you know whatever kind of happened and you you know you kind of just think like your fingers crossed like someone's going to take me someone's going to want me and like have have things like change like that for you are you are you like looking to to be more not choosy maybe it's not the right word but you're you're definitely thinking about like what kind of companies do you want to what to apply to and like what makes them stand out to you that would be really interesting for me to to understand more that's really interesting because like part of the thing that I did during the pandemic was I really spent time to like build up my network so I remember I used to set myself little goals like one of them was to like create a LinkedIn profile and build my network through there and then I've sort of reached this point where um a lot of my jobs I get is through through networking and I mm-hmm. just find that more effective because like when I see like a job for example posted on LinkedIn and I see 10,000 people you know it's it sort <laughs> I've of already applied <laughs> yeah I've been posted like for time for nine minutes and there's been yeah 10,000 applications yeah and I just feel like I wouldn't be able to express myself fully on paper and like the the thing that was really great about my old placement was that Um, it basically did anonymous recruitment so they basically just asked you like four questions and then you just had to answer those questions to the best of your ability and then people would rate those questions and then from there you'd get an interview and then obviously when you get the interview then I did loads of research on the company and I made sure I was fully prepared for that interview but I really loved that about my old company is that they did anonymous recruitment Wow, that's really cool. That's really interesting. So you just got four questions sent to you and then you just had to reply back on an email, right? So they didn't know anything about you. They didn't know anything. So until you actually got to the interview and then when I got to the interview, I made sure that I was fully prepared and I was almost acting like an employee for that. I had that mindset that I already had the job before I got it, if that makes sense. So I was literally like quoting the strategy like, you know, I, I really revised for that interview and like I'd give that advice to anybody listening to that, like just really act like a nerd for that company. Like you you know, obviously like I was an undergraduate, I didn't I did have a few jobs, but they were more interested in what I knew about them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Rather than mm-hmm. my past experience. So the fact that I knew so much about the company definitely like did help. And then when I got in it was a lot smoother as well because I had done a little bit of research. I was like familiar with things. So that's that's like a side thing, but I would say like anonymous recruitment would definitely help and like things that I would look for. Well, I think most graduates is like 
there was, there's a few things that people were looking at but obviously we're living in a cost of living crisis like money will will matter for a lot of people and they will look at like incomes at income like straight away I don't think that's like the only thing people look at for me that's important but growth is really important as well and like it's also when you're in the company as well like abilities to like learn and grow and like you feel like you're being challenged as well that's mm-hmm. really important to me um so and also I think flexibility is becoming more and more important for people like my age like I told you I'm planning on like working remotely and recently I was um, asked to join a board for a company it's like the young person but I said I'm happy to do that but you have to bear in mind that like I can only do it remotely I won't be able to work in person and they were willing to sort of make that like change for me and I think that speaking to a lot of my friends they all have like ambitions to travel so obviously obviously like it might not be possible for all companies to offer that but then it's just bearing in mind like trying to understand that individual and like what do they want and if they're talking about like I don't know maybe traveling like maybe just I know that this has been possible in other companies it's just like allowing that person like a two week like to two months to explore and then they're going to come back to you after that two months for instance mm-hmm. because they're really, yeah. you can either offer something like that or they could potentially leave so I think yeah. flexible working is becoming really important as well but at the same time young people really need in-person contact so yeah. it's if they're not like traveling and work and like working abroad or you know giving them that that flexibility there to like meet people then I think like having like an, a really nice office space or maybe getting a collaborative working space or somewhere where you can all come together um and just really get that in-person contact so I feel like that's really important for young people especially the people that went through the pandemic um they might be like lacking some social skills so just giving them that in-person support is like really important as well and yeah, something that my yeah. old company did very well as well was that they gave us a mentor. So yes. I had somebody mentoring me um, that didn't work in my department. And I still speak to him to this day. He was really, really useful to me. So that definitely helped. And also, I think that something that's quite useful companies could do is to sit down with somebody. When, this is once they come into the company. It's just sit down with them and be honest and say, look, where is it you want to go in five years? Like, is it you want to go out of this company? Like, wh- where do you like want to go? Because realistically, people stay in companies now for like 18 months to two years. So if you're just having that honest conversation at the very beginning, I've noticed like one of my friends, she had that really honest conversation with her line manager. And three years on, she's still working at that same company, whereas before she had a tendency to just stay for about 12 months, then leave. And then it would be an awkward exit. But you know now they've had that honest conversation they're like well where is it do you want to be promoted in this company or, or do you want to leave like wh- what is it that you want so it's just being real it's being like honest with people what people want so yeah that's that's what I yeah. yeah okay yeah no I hear that and I think uh, I'm glad that you said about the the mentoring like scheme I think that's that's an incredible opportunity to you know help a person grow and not feel like they're on their own in a company as yeah. well um, I worked in uh, retail many many years ago and we had like a company buddy system which was it was an American company an American brand and you know kind of thought it was a bit cheesy you know you got this yeah. buddy system but it was so cool because you just had this dedicated person allocated to you that you could just literally ask anything go out for coffee you never felt like you were just taking up their time you know that that was part of their 
their training and development program too to be a buddy and then you kind of carried on you know the mantle as well and then you know when I you know got promoted and became a manager and a store manager and then I you know had you know buddies set in place for the new people joining the company as well and I think that's really important um that that we do that that whole mentoring coaching sessions should be available for for staff as well so they feel like they can be you know kind of flexing their muscles and using different gears in their brain um and I think um having conversations at different levels in the business as well the organization is really important to understanding your customer right understanding your brand and you know having because surely the people that are working for you are also potentially going to be your customers as well so you want to understand what makes them tick you know to to get a a bigger view of what's going on out there um you know because you want to be in a siloed kind of way of thinking um, so um, so we've talked a little bit about job descriptions and then there was, there was something on there as well, you know, saying that, you know, the criteria that was important was also, you know, just as a recap, like flexibility, also pay, we're in a cost of living crisis. Yeah. So also it's one of my bugbears is that when you see a job description, when you see a job advert and there is no pay, you know, salary on there, I find that highly annoying. But you need to know what the what the benchmark oh, yeah. is, right? Yeah, you, you need have to you got have thoughts on that. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I wouldn't apply if it says, like, no salary. salary. If they can't be bothered to tell me what salary is and I can't be bothered to apply. Like, I, I think you need a rough estimate, like, just, like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to the exact amount, but just, like, you know, a ballpark so you know what you're, whether you'll be able to afford what their requirements, for instance, because they might want you to move to Exeter, they might want you to relocate mm-hmm. to London. So if you're not based there, you need to understand whether you can afford the rent whether you can afford that lifestyle there so I think that's really important and also if I were to work for a company I think this is becoming more and more like important like as we sort of progress in society but the actual why of the business is really important Mm -hmm. and what I mean is what is the business actually trying to do why was the business set up so if you're creating a business and your goal is to like get rich and just create like a commercial suite company and just add to an existing problem I'm not sure if that would go with my values and my alignment so I wouldn't be able Mm -hmm. to give everything to that job like I would be able to do it for the short term but I've had friends where they've worked in like commercial like suite companies for instance or like you know a processed foods and they've got to like the brand manager stage and they've been offered it and they've just had to turn it down because they realise like they don't eat commercial foods themselves, they, they don't eat processed foods, they don't want to add to like an existing like problem. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important for me. Like I don't just want to make a rich company richer. Like I would rather work for a company that's trying to better society in some way or trying to actually solve an issue. And I think mm-hmm. that you would find that I think even starting at like literally the supply chain level, just trying to make as many ethical decisions as like possible and just thinking about the wider impact of your company, like on the environment, for instance, on society and then also inside the company as well, like how you're treating like employees, like how the atmosphere, like, you know, we spoke about some 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 things companies can do in terms of that 
like body system and creating that sense of belonging mm-hmm. as well so I think that's become yeah. really important I think that's really relevant and um, at Eden Smith we spent about a year working on an internal project where we looked at our our why um, and also you know we created a, a compass of yeah. you know, we kind of had a North Star and we worked together collaboratively everyone joining in every month it took us about 12 months to to get those it's like a jigsaw puzzle yeah. and then suddenly when you work together on a project like that internally it makes you feel more joined up and also gives you a sense of you're working towards a common goal together and you know definitely people being a people-centric business has always been you know at the heart of what we do um and I think that you know from lots I'd spend lots of time like listening to people talking to people every day and definitely that is something that I hear a lot echoed in different conversations about this this why and you don't want to be adding to the problem so you know I work in technology and data science and launching yeah. a new master's in IoT but I'm literally the second breath is like I you know I've got young children I want to be leaving a legacy so I don't want yeah. to be contributing to more problems so I'll be the one you know stakeholders saying yes but what about you know is this access to everyone can everybody access this smart city or where are we, you know, on on this and that? And I think that's really important that we're asking those yeah. questions. And and I think, you know, I think that's a great point. Um, another conversation I had with another guest was was also based on that about the why is hugely important. Um, and I think companies, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the news and and press about you know greenwashing and all this sort of stuff. And I yeah. think. I think I think your generation are a lot smarter at kind of like you know kind of sniffing the stuff out and and you definitely very yeah. much you know want to be part of a of a movement of change you know, like for the better oh, yeah. yeah which which really inspires me you know and and I think you know that's really exciting and and gives me hope as a as an older person in in the, in the workforce yeah. that that there is hope for my children that will be going into the workforce in 10, 15 years time, hopefully, you know, that you want, you want there to be opportunities for them that they can access as well. Well, I think like a lot of people can probably recognise that there's quite a lot of issues right now, like in society, like, you know, for instance, like the mental health crisis, you've obviously Mm -hmm. got like the climate change, for instance, just the NHS crisis. So rather than just like add to um, fuel problems, which are just going to make these issues worse, like like you said, a lot of young people are now like purpose driven. So they want to be part of the change. They want to be part of creating that hope, like a better society mm-hmm. and a better tomorrow. So yeah. I think that if com- if more companies were created with that in, in mind and like trying to solve some of these issues at like the proper root cause and not just trying to make profit although though that's like really important but like you can balance it I feel like you you can be compatible with both you can have purpose and you can have profit so I think that is that is possible and but I think that more young people want to be part of the purpose more nowadays if that makes sense mm-hmm. like I think it's going more towards that because we're sort of realizing like having all these really really heavily focused on profit heavily focused on like money and then like not treating people right at the bottom of the supply chain for instance like that's obviously not working because the way that society's run like right now and like we're not living in complete harmony but then more people want to 
sort of work towards that if that makes sense yeah so uh, so if you were to think if you were to envisage about the future of work do yeah. you do you do you sincerely believe that more companies will be built and created on this ethos that you know we're 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 meaningful we've got a we've got a purpose we're we're not trying to destroy the planet we are is that what you're envisaging when you think about the future I think it I think it is possible I think a lot of people like want want change from both sides I don't think this is like a young people v the world I think most people at their like deep core probably do want this but I think that it's more people waking up to the issues and being less focused on the self if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah so rather than thinking like what's immediately rewarding and what's going to give you like short-term gains for instance thinking about decisions that are more conscious and more like thoughtful and that will have better rewards in the long term so I do and, think and it's uh, possible sorry but I think it's okay more companies and, waking up to it that makes sense and it starts at the individual but then yeah have a rippling effect and what do you think um and what tools do you think individuals can access to kind of get to not a nirvana but to get to that yeah that point what what do you suggest people do so I think there's like there's quite quite a lot there's also quite a lot we haven't like spoken about as well in terms of just like like you know the inequalities that exist in the workplace and like the unconscious biases and but there's a few things that I guess people can do is I found meditation to be a really good tool for myself um because I think that quite a lot of people don't realize that they're maybe living with like it's not necessarily their own it could be societal fear or it could be like anxiety so I help I think that for me just meditating every single day sort of you begin to sort of shed those like layers of like unhelpful emotions or unuseful thoughts and then you start to have more like productive thoughts from like meditating every single day so that's something that I found really useful I think educating yourself as well and sort of like looking honestly at your at your company it's it's starting at yourself and it's like going inwards and I found meditation to be a really useful tool but there's probably a few other ways people could do that for example you could like start to go to therapy you could start to like journal I'm I'm not saying that these might sound really like simple things but they are very like powerful it's just sort of doing that process of like self-development and yeah and looking at your current habits and your current like lifestyle and just like noticing if there's anything that you're doing which isn't helping you which isn't like an act of like self-love it's not helping you to get like better you're making decisions which aren't in your own best self-interest for instance and looking Mm -hmm. at like why is it that you do that habit why is that because you'll notice if you start to improve that aspect of your life which isn't fulfilled every single aspect will start to improve as well because everything's connected if that makes sense so I think it's realizing that how everything's connected 
and then if you start to improve then also that improves your relationships with other people and then your decisions start to improve and that's not just the decisions in your life but that can actually filter through to that business as well mm-hmm. no no definitely and I think we talked also about um before we talked about I was when you mentioned about journaling so I said that I had found this book when I was at university called The Artist's Way. It was all about this, you know, you start every day yeah. with, a, with a daily practice of, of journaling and just writing down, like automatic writing, just write it down. And then I still do that today. Uh, and definitely when I'm when I'm writing an article for work or a piece for work or, you know, a business proposal, then yeah. I'll clear out all of this stuff, right, that could get in the way. And then I start again, turn the page and then start again. So normally my first thoughts are never the best ones, right? And I also think that's also a a good thing to bear in mind when you're dealing with different stakeholders as well, like not always those first thoughts. So that practice of journaling that stuff out, (laughs) it kind of clears the debris in your brain and your heart and it kind of gives you a more centred kind of like approach to, to work. Um, which is which is really helpful and I found really helpful as well um, and um, there was just something else I was just thinking about about um, when we talk about you know um, meditation or we talk about yoga or we think about you know things of, of of what you can do journaling things to to help make you know your business thrive like you thrive as a person yeah. which obviously then filters out like a ripple effect isn't it you know when you throw a stone into the pond it ripples out into every corner of your life which is and I think you know at the end of the day I'm sure everybody wants to be a happy healthy human being walking the planet and you know you know creating joy you know somewhere in their life I would hope that that, I'm, I'm hopeful that that's that's a good mix of the population and um when we when we practiced you know what, what we do internally we think that that does expand you know what, yeah. what goes out into the world and if we think about the world being able to meet your needs um do you think like there's more there's more of a place and there's more of a a need for workplaces to have systems set up in in place so that you can listen to your employees and it's not just uh, an ad hoc meeting now and again. Or do you think there's like more of a need for communication, um, you know, to be to be held so that it's freely available for people? Do you do you think that's changed? Like, uh... um, So what I'm getting from what you said, like whether you have a strategy to for that employee well-being is I think that's really important yeah. I think it's definitely important to have like policies like in place and I think that it's also very useful to like have it at the like in, for all employees but I think leaders themselves also need to like have that have that time and that space to like reflect on their decisions and to reflect on like how they're treating people because there's probably like quite a few people you know as well that the issues often as you go higher up sometimes like mm-hmm. if there's like a hierarchy and it's when somebody gets into a high hierarchical position they 
this could apply to women too they might feel the need to sort of step into that alpha male role because in society we're told that's what's powerful if somebody who's like emotionless fearless works 24 7 but then if you look at it, the decisions that they're making and the interactions they're having they're they're not that productive they're not that helpful to people around them so I'm sure if they took a bit of time out and a bit of time to reflect on their decisions and how they're and just go inwards and help themselves they would find that that probably improve their interactions with their employees they might feel less of a need to sort of always like assert themselves and maybe show a bit more empathy and compassion so I think that's like really important I think it's like being able to have conversations across the business I think that a hierarchy is important like to some extent like um, people should like know their roles but like at an individual level you should be able to speak to anyone you shouldn't be scared to approach your CEO because when you speak to your CEO you don't know whether they're going to be in a good or a bad mood for instance Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's really important in terms of communication okay and when when we're just talking about you know being mindful like thinking about something and and not thinking like with an agenda of just for profit so for instance i've been working with a company a great company um in the sailing world actually but like a big sort of technology company but you know we talk about thinking about esg and all these things they're thinking about a new production line but instead of just thinking okay we need to have a new line of wetsuits or something for example they're now like going right back to the drawing board and thinking before they even make the decision to put that product into production, they're looking at it from every single angle about whether what impact that's going to have on the environment, you know, and, you know, on on their carbon footprint, on everything before they even make that decision. And this is the first time ever that I've heard of a company thinking about that that pre-thinking before they even do that yeah and I'm just like in awe of that thinking because that to me is 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 just quintessential class strategy because to to even think before you think if if that's even a word or a phrase I don't know maybe just made that up I I love it and I really embrace that because I think we are so quick to technology moves on so quickly like so quickly right um and it's like we just want to be the best we want to we want to be you know top of the board there's this there's always this race and I think that's that's good on one level and to stay competitive but it's it's we're discounting other things like listening and communicating and empathy and all of those things and I think you know to touch upon what you're saying about not doing everything for profit you know, and being mindful about things. Yeah. And that's super important. And, you know, I've just met this one company that's doing that. And it's made my heart sore a bit. I'm just like, oh, my God, that's so great. Like, they're not just going to wow. bang out another line of, of clothing. They're actually really going to think about it from every level. And then they're going to decide whether they do it or not. And I kind of think, well, that's the way to go for me, personally. That's yeah. what I think about that's being like more mindful. Forward. Yeah, yeah. And so I think more strategic thinking about what do we actually need in the world? What do we actually, you know, need to live together to be more harmonious? 
to be productive like yeah. what what can what can we do together to create that that to me is my idealistic future of work um yeah. rather than more more of the same plastic you know being just kind yeah. of like bangs through and the same job descriptions that you're looking at and the same kind of benefits that you're looking at you know that, that, well, that have been like there for years it that company definitely sounds like they are like leading the way for like change and hopefully more companies begin to like go go with that because I think that company sounds like they're looking at like the bigger picture and they're they're recognizing that we're all connected and like every decision yeah. you make has a has a bigger effect and it has an effect on the environment it has an effect on like habitats it has an effect like within the within the company as well but then also yeah. for me as a young person if I'm seeing that that company's thinking at, it, at that level they're always thinking consciously naturally you're going to like attract followers which are like aligned to that and more people are finding that really important and are more likely to sort of part with their cash if they if they're aligned with your company and they're probably more willing to spend more if they're believing in you and like you're authentic as well yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and was there anything else that you wanted to to add Shannon any kind of like little nuggets of I know that you're doing your podcast as well the mindful student which yeah. I'm hopefully we're going to be able to share with our with our network of students with the nurture program as well um and get that on the resources list which we're, we're super excited about so tell me just a little bit about that like why why you know you're doing that with a with a friend of yours like what what kind of spurred that on? So I think for me, I've gone on an inner growth journey, like through meditation and through becoming a yoga teacher. And that's sort of impacted every single aspect of my life. And this platform, The Mindful Student, I just want to help as many people as possible to experience the benefits that, that I have. And hopefully this can sort of like create a better tomorrow for people that listen to it and it's a platform called the mindful student and it's looking at holistic well-being it's providing actionable tools so hopefully somebody can gain something even if it's just like one small thing that they can add to their life mm -hmm. then then i'll feel like that's an achievement so yeah, it's like we were discussing in the in this podcast it's just about creating a better future and just trying to help as many people as possible